0: Welcome to the Truth and Godliness Podcast, where we seek to be a voice for sound doctrine and biblical Christianity. Here is your host, Pastor Brian Evans of 5.7 Community Church in Detroit, Michigan. Well, hello and God bless you. And thanks for tuning in again to the Truth and Godliness Podcast with your host, Pastor Brian Evans. I'm going to jump right into this. Uh, we have been going through a short series of episodes on the subject of marriage. And we've been considering why it is that uh many marriages struggle today, particularly among Christians. And We talked in the first episode on this series about the biblical definition of marriage and of uh, marital roles. And we said one of the main things that need to happen if we want to improve our marriages and to see our marriages be healthy and honoring to God is that we first have to have biblical presuppositions about marriage. We have to examine what it is we believe about marriage, making sure that we are not bringing into our marriage presuppositions from the world and from the culture, but we must come to our marriage having a biblical understanding, having a biblical worldview of what marriage is and uh, what are the roles and responsibilities of husbands and wives, and I talked about that. A couple of episodes ago and in the last episode i began to look at specifically what are the responsibilities of the husband what is it that god calls upon the husband to do in a marriage because again it is through the husband practicing his responsibility that uh, uh, and women practicing their responsibility um, this is the key to a healthy, uh, strong, God honoring marriage. The fact of the matter is, marriage does not just um, a, a marriage does not just become healthy on its own. It comes through effort, and the Word of God gives us um, the responsibilities that the husband and the wife are to carry out. And so we looked last week from Ephesians chapter five at the responsibility of the husband. And again, um, <clears throat> just go back to the to the um, home page for the podcast and you'll find that episode concerning the duties of the husband. And today I want to start looking at the duties of the wives. And again, um i i highlight the fact and emphasize the fact that these messages have to do with christian husbands and christian wives because uh, if you're not a follower of christ then these precepts and these guidelines will be offensive to you because the world's view of marriage and the and the world's view of the roles and responsibilities of wi- women and husband the view of the world is totally different and contrary to what is outlined in the Word of God. And so if if your mindset is that of the world's, if your thinking is in line with the culture, then what the Bible has to say about the roles of, of wives in marriage is going to be offensive to you. And so, again, this is going to be a real opportunity for for Christian women who are listening to this um, to to test their faith and test their um, submission to God's word. Do the things that the Bible say about the woman's responsibility are these things offensive to you? Do you feel yourself uh, offended? by what the Bible says about uh, the responsibility of the wife in the marriage. Are you willing and able to submit to what God has to say about what the role of the the wife is? But the same thing can be said to the husband. Because again, if you remember, I'm taking this teaching from Ephesians chapter 5 primarily. And if you remember... um for the husband and the wife submission is a major um is a major priority in in marriage in in these relationships because again as we noticed in verse 21 of Ephesians chapter 5 it's talking about all Christians when it says that we are to be submitting to one another out of reverence for Christ and then he goes on to show how these various people in various relationships are to show submission. And so the husband is to be submitting to his wife as well. The only difference is that the husband submits to his wife by submitting to the responsibility to love his wife as Christ loved the church and give up his self, give himself up for his wife and lay down his life for his wife the husband is is to submit to his wife by loving her and cherishing her sacrificing himself laying down his life for his for his wife and so in a, and so in that regard the husband as well need to to examine himself and ask himself does this sound offensive to me am i am i able to do this or Uh, Am I able to submit to God's calling for me to sacrifice myself? Uh, The idea here is that the husband is obligated to die, to lay down his wife, to lay down his life, to sacrifice himself for his wife. He is to be devoted to cherishing and nurturing and loving and, uh, and adoring his wife. And so it's a high calling. These responsibilities that the husband and that the wife has, these are very high responsibilities. But today I want to look at the responsibilities given to the wife. And I want to start by reading again from Ephesians chapter 5, verses 22 through 24. And this is what it says. Wives, why i uh started this off by um challenging the wife to um, um to show her submission to the word of god first because if you're not sub if if you are not in submission to god if you are not in submission to pleasing god then What the Bible has to say here sounds offensive to you. And remember, in the passage that we just read in Ephesians, it says, submitting to one another out of reverence for Christ. And so this is an act of obedience. This is an act of of ultimately, first of all, submitting submitting oneself to Christ. This is something that Christ is calling upon the wife to do. And so it tells us that the woman's responsibility, first of all, is to submit to her husband. And notice it says that wives are sub- are to submit to their own husbands. And why does it say submit? The wife is to submit to her own husband. Again, this is not about women being inferior to men. It doesn't say that wives are to submit. To all men. A woman does not have the obligation, a woman is not obligated to submit to men just because they are men. It says that the woman is to, the wife is to submit to her own husband. And let me just say this, and let me just say this, because ultimately, what we're talking about, we're talking about these marital roles because we're trying to get at the idea of how to improve our marriages and how to um, uh, uh, handle conflict within marriage. And the reason why I'm going over this is because, as I said last time, I've been married as of this year, it'll be 30 years. And as a pastor, I've done plenty of marital counseling. And I've had a long time to observe a lot of marriages. And one of the things that I've learned and have observed over the years is that just about all marital conflict boils down to some type of violation of Ephesians 5. Uh, Oftentimes the problem is that the woman does not feel loved and the man does not feel respected. Every time it boils down to that, no matter, it, it it's really not the specific issue. Whether a conflict started over a disagreement on money or a disagreement on this, that or the other. And here I'm not even really talking about just disagreements, normal disagreements and normal fights. But I'm talking about a real breakdown in the marriage when it just seems like the husband and wife is just not hearing each other and 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 the husband and wife is just not getting along and, and there's consideration of, well, you know, maybe this marriage has run its course. Oftentimes, the problem is that on both sides, the wife is feeling that she is not being loved by her husband and the husband feels that he is not being respected by his wife. And a lot of times, that may not necessarily be what's going on. A lot of times in a marriage, it it may not be that the husband does not love his wife or that the husband or that the wife does not respect her husband. But oftentimes because men don't fully understand how women feel and how women think, And because women do not fully understand how men feel and how men think, a lot of times there's just misunderstanding. A lot of times there is confusion. Sometimes a woman responds in a certain way, which makes the man feel disrespected. But in all actuality, what the woman is doing is in her own way, she is saying, I don't feel loved right now. And a lot of times the woman feels unloved because she's confused or she's misinterpreting something that her husband is doing. And so at at the bottom of a lot of conflict in the marriage is the fact that men and women are different. We're different. And sometimes we misinterpret the signals coming from the spouse. A lot of times a woman will misinterpret something that a husband, say, for instance, if the husband, for instance, the wife says, hey, let's spend some money on this. Let's go buy this. Let's purchase this thing. And the husband might say, well, no, I don't think we should buy that. I, I, I don't I don't I don't I don't agree. I don't think that that would be wise for us to buy that. And, and And the husband, the husband is not trying to be unloving at that moment. But the husband is thinking and saying, well, you know, he's thinking about protecting the family financially. And maybe he feels as though this purchase might not be wise for the family financially. It might set us behind. And the wife, she she's not looking at it uh, with respect to thinking that, well, the husband is is trying to protect us financially. He's He's trying to be frugal here because... He wants the family to be financially secure. She interprets it as the husband doesn't care about what she wants. And so she interprets his unwillingness to purchase this particular thing and spend this money. She interprets that as the husband not loving her because he won't spend the money on her. And so what happens is she withdraws. In a sense, feeling unloved, and the husband interprets that as disrespect and as a lack of appreciation for for his leadership, and so then he withdraws at his and gets up, and gets upset at his wife, and then this can go on and on if when when there when when one person doesn't come in and nip this thing in the bud and 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 bring some conversation and bring some healing, if this thing goes on and on and on, it can it can really go uh uh, uh enter into a downward spiral where the two feel unloved and unrespected and the marriage breaks down. <clears throat> when in all reality it all started from a misinterpretation of the husband's motives and vice versa the husband can mis- misinterpret his wife's motive sometimes. You know, a, a husband can come home from work one day or something and and he wants to have a, a, a good evening with the wife. He he comes home and and he's looking to have a good dinner with his wife and sit back and watch TV and enjoy his wife. And <clears throat> he comes home and the wife has had a bad day. She's been with the kids all day. She's dealing with some sickness in her body or whatever, or she's had some she's got some bad news that day. And the husband comes home and the wife hits him with a bunch of complaining and venting her anger. And and she takes her frustration out on him. And really. The wife doesn't intend any disrespect, but she's having a bad day and she feels the need to vent. And the husband hasn't been there all day and she's been there with the kids. And so he walks through the door and the first thing she does is she starts venting. And the husband misinterprets that as disrespect and as a lack of appreciation for him. And again, it's it. And and so that sets off a chain reaction. He responds by withdrawing and then she misinterprets that. The husband is withdrawing because he feels disrespected the wife doesn't realize she disrespected him and so she interprets his withdrawing as the fact that he just don't love her and doesn't want to spend time with her and you see how this turns into a uh 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 it sets off a chain reaction of misinterpreting the other's motives and eventually this leads down to a breakdown in communication and breakdown in intimacy within the marriage. The point is this, when the Bible commands the husband to love the wife in Ephesians 5, and it commands the wife to submit to her husband by respecting him, and we're going to see that in a minute, That the call for the wife to submit to her husband is a call for the wife to respect her husband's role and authority as the head of the relationship. The reason that the Bible calls the husband to love his wife is because that's what the wife needs. The wife needs to be loved in a deeper way than the husband even needs it. The woman has been hardwired in such a way where she needs to be loved. She needs to feel that love. She needs to feel loved. She needs to feel cherished. She needs to feel adored. She needs to feel that she is her husband's priority. And when a woman doesn't feel that, there's going to be problems. But at, by the same token, the man has been hardwired in such a way that the husband needs to feel respect. That man is designed to to be respected. He needs to feel that respect. He needs to be appreciated for the things that he do, his hard work, his, his, his sacrificing for the family, his protecting the home, the things that he do for his wife and children. He needs to feel that respect. He needs to feel some appreciation. And when he doesn't feel it, then there's going to be problems. And so that's why the the husband is commanded to love the wife. That's why the wife is commanded to love the husband. The husband needs to be respected. But now notice this. I want you to see that the passage that we're looking at where it calls upon the woman to, to submit to the husband. The woman is to submit to the husband by respecting him. Again, notice it in Ephesians, in our passage, once again, in Ephesians chapter five, jump down to chapter five and verse 33. It says, however, let each one of you love his wife as himself and let the wife see that she respects her husband. You see that in verse 22, it tells the wife. To submit to your husband. And then in verse 3 it says to the wife that she is to respect her husband. And again we see this throughout the word of God. And I just want to read a couple more passages because this is key to the wife's role and responsibility in the marriage. And it's key to understanding what, what the wife can do to contribute to improving the marriage. Notice what it says in 1 Peter 3, 1 through 2. 1 Peter 3, 1 through 2. It says, Likewise, wives, be subject to your own husbands, so that even if some do not obey the word, they may be won without a word by the conduct of their wives. And what kind of conduct is the wife to have? Verse 2 when they see your respectful and pure conduct. Notice it. It tells the wife to be subject. Once again, not to all men, but to your own husband. So that even if some do not obey the word, that means even if your husband is not a Christian. If your husband is not a Christian, he may be one without a word, without you preaching to him. He may be one by your conduct. In other words, a woman can evangelize her husband by her conduct. And what is that conduct? She is to be respectful and pure. And the same thing is true for a Christian husband. You can do more to win over your husband by respecting him than anything else. If you're trying to get your husband to to hear you or to respond to you in a way that he's not responding, you can do more by making him feel respected than to make him feel disrespected uh, by coming at him in a disrespectful way. But again, notice it in 1 Peter 3, jump down to verse 6. How was that respect? What is that respect to look like in uh, 1 Peter 3 and 6? As Sarah obeyed Abraham, calling him Lord, and you are her children if you do good and do not fear anything that is frightening. So notice the woman is to be subject to her husband. She is to have respectful and pure conduct like Sarah, the wife of Abraham, who showed her respect and her submission to Abraham by obeying Abraham and calling him Lord. Now, this doesn't mean, wives, that you have to start calling your husband Lord. But the title Lord is a title of respect. That's the idea. She was submissive to her husband. She obeyed her husband and she treated him with respect. And Peter is saying here that this is what Christian women are to do with regards to their husbands. And I just want to point this out. Sarah was not Abraham's doormat either. This is not a call To the woman to become a doormat. If you remember. Remember. Sarah. Told Abraham. uh, What to do with regards to. um, Going through her. Handmaiden. um, The Egyptian handmaiden. To fulfill God's promise. And then later on. When the baby Ishmael. Well he wasn't a baby anymore. But when Ishmael the son of Hagar. Mocked. Uh, Sarah's son, Isaac, Sarah told Abraham, put them out. And God spoke to Abraham and told him, listen to your wife, put them out. So it doesn't mean here that the husband cannot have ideas and that the woman should never listen to his wife. That's not what it means at all. But nevertheless, the woman is to be in subjection the woman is, and again, notice the terminology here the woman is to obey her husband and she is to respect her husband. That's what the calling of him Lord represents. I want to read another passage Titus 2 3 through 5. Titus 2 3 through 5 says this Older women likewise are to be reverent in behavior not slanderers or slaves to much wine. They are to teach what is good and so train the young women. Okay, so what are the older women to teach the young women? Verse four, to love their husbands and children, to be self-controlled, pure, working at home, kind and submissive to their own husbands. That the word of God may not be reviled. The older women are to teach these things to the younger women. Number one, that the women are to be family oriented. That's what it means when it says that they are to teach the young women to love their husbands and their children. In other words, the woman is to be devoted to her family. The woman is to be devoted to her husband and to her children. And that woman is to have, to be a woman of character. She is to be self-controlled. She is to be pure. And notice this, working at home. Now, does that mean that the wife has to be secluded to the house? That the woman can't do anything outside the house? No, it doesn't mean that. The Proverbs 31 woman was not secluded to the house. If you read about the virtuous woman in Proverbs 31, she did all kind of business outside of the home. But the idea here is that the woman's primary responsibility is the home. Nothing is to get in the way of that. The woman's primary responsibility is, is she is devoted to her family and to the home. And she is to be submissive to her husband. And notice it says that the word of God may not be reviled or spoken evil of. In other words, when the wife submits or or rebels against this, when the wife is rebellious against her husband, when the wife is neglectful of her home, when the wife is not self-controlled, when the wife is not submissive, it brings occasion for the word of God to be reviled or to be spoken evil of. Now again, What is the purpose of all of this? Again, all of this teaching about the woman's role to be submissive to her husband, it's rooted in the creation order. The Bible says that the woman is man's helpmeet. Now think about this. All of this is rooted in creation. Way back in Genesis 2 and 18, it says that God saw that it was not good for the man to be alone. And so God said, I will make him, I will make the man a helper fit for him. So you see the order, God made man first. The man was made first. And the man and the woman was made for the man. Again, this doesn't mean that the woman is inferior to the man. But the woman was made for her husband. That's what it says in 1 Corinthians 11. 1 Corinthians 11 and 3 it says, But I want you to understand that the head of every man is Christ, the head of a wife is her husband, and the head of Christ is God. Jump down to verses 8 through 10. For man was not made from woman, but woman from man. Neither was man created for woman, but woman, for man, that is why a wife ought to have a symbol of authority on her head, in other words, back in those times in ancient uh, uh, uh biblical times, women wore head coverings as a symbol that they were under the authority of their husbands, and why did they have to do that? why because the the wife is under the authority of her husband. According to First um, Corinthians eleven and all the other passages that we've been considering, the husband was made first, or the man was made first, and the wife was made second, and she was made to be her husband's helpmeet. She was not made to lead her husband. She was not made to be, uh, or, or the husband was not made to cater to her. The wife was made to be her husband's help meet. The wife was made for the husband. And therefore, the husband is the head of his wife. He has authority over his wife. All right. And so now... Let me just point out some just uh, observations from all, from all of this. And so what this teach, what, what these passages show us is that the major role of the wife in marriage is to submit to her husband's. And the wife submits to her husband by respecting him. And again, let me just say this. A great deal of the time, the problem in a lot of conflicts in marriage stems from the fact that the husband feels disrespected. And wives, look at it this way. When your husband is not loving you and cherishing you, and when you don't feel loved and cherished by your husband, then... It bothers you, it causes problems. it makes you unhappy, and it's the same thing with the husband when the husband doesn't feel respected and appreciated by his wife, it causes problems and i and and trust me when I tell you that nine times out of a, nine times out of ten. What what the main problem half the times with with the husband if it feels like you're not able to reach him somewhere in the picture he feels disrespected and unappreciated and unheard and that's why he's not able to hear you. What happens a lot of times in a marriage when it when when the communication really breaks down and things get to a bad place in a marriage. What has happened is neither the husband nor the wife can hear each other. The wife feels unloved and she doesn't feel cherished by her husband and she's hurt. But at the same time, the husband has been interpreting your behavior because you feel hurt. The husband has been interpreting that as disrespect. And so now he's hurt as well. And so you're trying to tell him in your own way, hey, I don't feel loved. And he's not hearing you because he's saying, hey, I don't feel respected. And so you're not getting anywhere because neither of you can hear each other because you're both hurting. And it's a, and a lot of times women miss this Because women, I'm sorry, because men don't always show that they're hurt. A lot of times women feel like nothing bothers the husband. Oftentimes a woman feels like, well, you're a man, nothing bothers you, nothing hurts you. And that's not true. That's really not true. Men just don't show it the way that the woman shows it. But when a man feels disrespected, when a man feels unappreciated, when a man feels like his sacrifices are not being recognized, it's hurtful to him. And the the husband can walk around carrying hurt and resentment as well. And so the wife is to submit to her husband. And she is to submit to her husband by respecting him. And the wife's role of submission is rooted in the fact that the husband has authority. God has put the husband as the head. And the husband has authority. And the wife is to respect that authority. And again, it's important to remember this too. Men, they need that respect. Wives, just like you need to feel loved Your husband needs to feel respected. And when he doesn't feel respected, it's going to cause things to go haywire. It's just like a car. I heard another preacher use this analogy. It's just like if you have a car that runs on regular unleaded fuel and you try to put diesel fuel in in that car or if the uh, truck runs on diesel and you try to put regular unleaded gasoline in that truck. If you try to put regular gasoline in a truck that runs on diesel or you put diesel fuel in a truck that runs on regular gasoline, that truck is not going to run right or the car is not going to run right. And it's the same thing with the husband and the wife. If the wife is not feeling loved and cherished, it's like going to try it's it's going to be like trying, trying to drive a regular car which runs on regular gasoline uh after having put diesel fuel in it and vice versa. It's like trying to drive a car with the wrong type of gas in it. It's not going to run right. And brothers and sisters, it is the same thing in marriage. If the wife doesn't feel loved and cherished, she's not going to run right. And if the husband does not feel respected and appreciated, he's not going to run right. Last thing I want to say real quick about this. I believe that this is a special problem today in marriages. Because of the influence of modern feminism. And let me say this. And I have to say this because this is so important. Our culture right now is a culture that is that is heavily under the influence of modern feminism. The whole idea of believing that men are oppressive and that traditional marital roles are oppressive. The stuff that I just read you in Titus chapter 2, about how women are to be submissive to their husbands and how women are to work at home and how that women are to be devoted to their husband and children. In our modern egalitarian feminist culture, egalitarian means that um, in our culture they don't see any distinction in roles between men and women. Egalitarianism means that there are no distinctions. Men and women are to be completely equal. In our egalitarian feminist culture, traditional roles for women as spelled out in the Bible are offensive and even considered to be oppressive. And so what we're having today is this focus on women liberating themselves. But what are women to be liberated from? If you think about it, really, the call is for women to be liberated from these traditional roles of being submissive to the husband. The woman is to be liberated from this oppressive idea that she is to submit to her husband. The woman is to be liberated by, by recognizing that in every way she's equal to the husband. And so there is this focus on, and you hear this, all the time in our culture today there is this preoccupation and focus on women empowering themselves women taking control of their own lives women seeking to accomplish things outside of the home women making a priority of themselves now let me just say this while on the one hand I would acknowledge that there's absolutely nothing wrong with a woman respecting herself and with a woman uh, accomplishing things and a woman uh, um, focusing on taking care of herself. Nothing wrong with those things. But we have to be very careful at the emphasis here that is coming from modern egalitarian feminism. If you notice what's going on in the culture today, and I really do believe that this is one of the main reasons why marriage is becoming so much more difficult. Modern feminism encourages discontentment with the role of the wife as it is pictured in the Bible. Modern feminism encourages women to be discontent or encourages wives to be discontent. The wife who is living a life of submission to her husband, a life of dedication to her, 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 her children and to the home and to the, and to the marriage relationship, that wife is, is more and more being led to feel discontent because the wife is being the woman is being told over and over and over again today in the society that you need to accomplish something outside of the home you need to seek fulfillment in in doing your own thing you you are not to attach your identity to your husband you need to accomplish your own thing and again there's nothing wrong with a wife Accomplishing some things on her own. But the fact of the matter is, according to scripture, part of the woman's identity is tied to her husband. She was made from her husband for her husband to be his helpmeet. Again, modern feminism encourages women to be preoccupied with their own feelings. And again the again the point here is not to say that women should ignore their feelings. The idea here is not that women should ignore their feelings and, and ignore themselves no they should not ignore themselves. But a woman is not to be self-absorbed a woman is not to be preoccupied with herself to the point where she can't recognize the needs that her husband have for respect One of the reasons I believe, brothers and sisters, that so many women fail to see ways in which her husband needs respect from her is because the woman is so preoccupied with herself. In our modern feminist society, and and again, if you look at the way things are portrayed, just look at, you know, a lot of times you can learn things about the culture just by looking at television and listening to the the stuff that we hear uh, all the time in the media. If you look at it, the husband is portrayed in in a way in which he exists only to serve his wife. But, and, and husbands are to serve their wives, but here's the thing, husbands are to serve their wives by leading them. The husband is the head, the husband serves his wife by leading her. Now, yes, he is to love her self sacrificially. He is to lay down his life for her. But the husband is to also call to lead his wife. And the wife is to submit to his leadership. And her wife is to show him respect. But oftentimes... Our society so influences women to be so self-absorbed and so preoccupied with their feelings and with their need of of self-fulfillment that they totally ignore their responsibility to show respect to their husbands. They don't even recognize the husband's need of respect because the culture is so so busy telling the woman, it's all about what you feel. It's all about you being empowered. It's all about you being liberated. It's all about the woman, this, 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 and that. And the husband is just there to cater to you. And again, modern feminism, brothers and sisters, is a problem. And again, it's not just... An attack against women. Our society um, um, is engaged in an attack on men as well. As I said last week, just like a a lot of women fail to see the the need that their husband have, they fail to appreciate the depths of the need of the husband to feel respect. A lot of men fail to see the woman's need for self-sacrificial love. And just like feminism is a threat to women. There is a threat to real masculinity in men today. And, and we have a generation of men who don't know how to lead their wives. We have a generation of uh, in in our, in our culture today, there's an attack against manhood. And because of this attack on manhood, a lot of men. Fail. To understand what it means to be a man and they fail in their ability to be men and they fail to lead and they fail to be able to meet their wives need for love because a lot of men lack the type of patience and the type of of uh, ability to to deny themselves and love their wives. You have a lot of men who were raised by their mothers didn't have a father in their life and they don't know how to love and to lead a woman. And so, like I said before, brothers and sisters, what all of this really represents is a spiritual warfare, a spiritual attack against the family. There is a spiritual attack against the family right now coming from demonic forces, and it's being played out in our culture in this attack against manhood and an attack against womanhood. Manhood is being attacked because men don't understand how to lead like men and women is be are being attacked through modern egalitarian feminism, where women are being told to totally ignore and neglect their husband's needs for respect and be preoccupied and self-absorbed with their feelings and to, 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 to disregard and and look down with contempt upon the role of submission and on the role of submitting to the husband as the helpmeet and of focusing on the home. You need to accomplish something. You need to go outside the home. You need to uh, achieve something on your own apart from your husband or, or you're less than a woman if you don't do that. And so that it causes the, the, the housewife to feel discontent in her role and makes her to feel that there's no value to what she does. And brothers and sisters, these things, I believe, are at the bottom of a lot of the strife and conflict in marriages today. I'll maybe come back with one more episode to kind of wrap all this up and tie all of this in together and bring this uh, series to a conclusion. Until then, God bless you, my brothers and sisters. You have been listening to the Truth and Godliness podcast with Brian Evans. To send us a message, drop us an email at bevans at org. That's the bevans At the number five, the word point spelled out, the number seven dot org.